Barry. Fuck. What's How going on? Oh, not too much. Not too much. Uh, missed you. Been a while since we've done one of these, it feels like. And I had to go solo last week and create an absolute disaster that hopefully no one listened to. And we'll move on from that to, uh, you know, better things. Well, yeah, you're doing the uh, the old solo tour there in Quebec, poutine tasting. So that's that's pretty interesting. How'd that go? Oh, that was a ridiculous trip. And that was an absolutely awful drive. So I had to do that so I didn't crash my car because I was not not a sharp unit behind the wheel. Let's just say that. I seen uh, there's a little better, uh, you know, vehicles downtown Montreal and than the old Dakota. Eh? Fuck man, that was that was actually hilarious. Like, I was so I was at this bachelor party two weekends ago in Montreal, and it was F1 weekend. And we went to the race and everything, and like I fucking never seen so many nice cars in my life. And then my truck's an absolute. It's not bad, but it looked hilarious just cutting around all these Lambos and Ferraris, like. I probably saw like 350 Ferraris. Like it was insane. Were, were, were it that big of a deal that race weekend? It was weird. Like it was, I thought like there'd be more of like a festival kind of thing for it. Like Sunday was the race and, and like we went to that and, and there were things going on the days before, I guess we didn't just really do them, but like, I just thought like the city would have been more like it was clearly F1 weekend. Like everywhere you went, like literally, you just see Red Bull shirts, like, all the people. Like, man, I never knew there was such a, a crowd for F1 races. But, like, it's really big not in Canada. So, like, I knew nothing about it. I had to, like, Google who – I didn't know any racers' names before the race. And it was kind of a weird sport to watch, honestly. Like, where I was sitting, like, boat near broke my neck every time a car went back by. They go so quick. And, like, I was just kind of on the cor- – a little piece of a straightaway coming out of a corner. So, it was sick, but it was a weird sport to watch that I didn't know fuck all about. Um, well, yeah, you know, that's a, that's a Quebec thing, though. I don't think they really get excited about, you know, events like that. They're, uh... Anyways, moving on. You don't want to stir the pot here too much? No, you wouldn't want to do that, would you? No. No. So what the fuck have you been doing for two weeks? Guy, couldn't get a hold of the guy for God knows how long. He's been a ghost. So what, is he working or is he... I don't know. Just just doing a bunch of stuff, you know, all over the map. Um, you know, I was waiting to see, uh, you know, I heard about the, the, the uh, you know, the Space Force there. I was waiting for that announcement. I got a little inside information there before it came out. So I was waiting to see what, you know, President Trump had to say about that. Um, and I, honestly, I didn't even listen. You're, you're, I seen it on Twitter and I just didn't even bother clicking because I'm, that guy just full of, ridiculous shit but i will give him credit for calling trudeau out over twitter that uh we needed that that's a big one uh the he's hilarious man like i don't know the, the like there's so and it sucks because like this this kind of happened at a bad time and there's all this going on with like the border and like how they're separating children i don't want to get into that it's a topic i'm not talking about but he releases that he announces he's making a sixth division of military called the Space Force that's equal to the Air Force, separate entity. Like, I don't know about you, that, that's fucking nails. I read that and I just like, that's fucking insane, man. Like, this is 2018. We have a fucking Space Force. Like, it's insane. Yeah, and, but uh, like, we just legalized weed, so. Yeah. You know. well, and we're going to go over that too, but. I fucking everyone and everyone's bitching at him obviously because he did it, and everyone's asking where's this money coming from bullshit. I'm like, 
the fucking U.S. prints money for their military. So, like, I don't think it really matters. But I seen this. I fucking seen this headline pop up. It's like, Russia warns of a tough response to the creation of the U.S. Space Force. <laughs> oh, God. Imagine that. The fucking two dummies. I don't know. I, apparently, Russia already has a Space Force. Like, yeah. apparently, I, and I, I don't know if this is 100% true, but, like, Apparently, they're not even the first people to, like, make this, like, to have this sort of thing in, in their military. Man, I, like, I went over to Russia my first year junior. We went to this tournament over there. And it's, like, I've never, it's, like, it's, it's such a hard, like, country to explain. Like, it's just a shithole. Like, that's the only way I can explain it. Like, there's no, there's, like, barely any houses. It's all apartments. Like, it's all... You know, it's just, like, there's so many people. Like, there was 12.5 million people in Moscow when we went. There's people in Moscow that haven't even seen the other side of Moscow. They've lived there the whole lives. And if you get a chance, Google Moscow subway map. And we walked down. We literally went through, I think it was three or four flights of, like, escalators to get down to, like, the actual train. (laughs) Most confusing map ever. It's just, like, oh, I just Googled it. That was a look. It's like a map of like a fucking nervous system for a human being or something. <laughs> There's just lines going everywhere. But anyways, so well, while we're there, like, it's just like, it took us three hours to get from the airport to our hotel in Moscow with no traffic. Like, that's how big this city is. Like, it's, it's an absolute shit show. That whole country is like so intriguing to me. Like, man, they like... You know, like, anywhere in the world you go, like, you think you're getting, like, a normal breakfast, you know, some bacon and eggs or whatever. Our first day there, we couldn't really sleep, so we're, like, we're up at, like, 6 a.m. They bring out the breakfast. It's cold spaghetti, cold chicken wings, and raw salmon. And we're just, like, what the hell is going on? Like, pretty like pretty sure I ate pizza every day while I was there. Like, even for pre-games, I was eating pizza because they fucking had nothing else. Well, that's why they're all so happy over there. They're all eating pizza and fucking fish sticks all the time. Yeah, wait till Ovechkin brings a couple over how happy they'll be. Fuck. Oh, he probably burned the whole country down. <laughs> no. Eight, all eight fucking time zones or whatever it is of it. Oh, man, it took us um, eight hours or... I think it was six or eight hours to get from Moscow to Omsk on a plane that had no air conditioning, no seatbelts, and you're allowed smoking, and you can, like, smell jet fuel burning in the cabin. Like, it was fucking disastrous. Man, that place is the Wild West. (laughs) Man, it's, like, one of those places, like, I'd never go back to, but if if someone was like, I'm going to Russia, I'd be like, you got to experience this. Like, when you listen to Spit and Chicklick and hear those Russian stories, man, like, Oh man, I, I fucking I can't get enough of those. That one where Mike Commodore was telling the story about how he's trying to go into a restaurant, right. and these two guys started just beating the wheels off, and he got in a ten minute fight in a restaurant, throwing chairs at each other. Like fuck, that's hilarious. Man, man. I, I think the best was when Teddy Purcell, when he was like trying to order dessert at the restaurant, they brought him a fucking baked potato. <laughs> yeah, like. That's a fucking language, man. I, I played with a Russian once and I got he'd be FaceTiming and you didn't know if he was fucking screaming. Like he, he you would have thought he was fucking screaming at his fucking I don't know. He could you know he was yelling at someone, tearing a strip off him, but it would be like 
him saying I love you, sweetie, to his girlfriend back home. Like, it's fuck. I don't understand it. Uh, I, but I will say, I think that the Russian people are like, I don't know, for guys. Anyway. I think Russian are the last real men on earth. <laughs> Russians yeah. are fucking nails, man. Yeah, they're just like, well, man, there was that one guy they were talking about on Spit and Chick that's like, played in the KHL. Apparently, he's a pretty good player. And he fucking shot his own teammate in the club because they, like, got over an argument over a spilled drink or whatever. (laughs) Shouldn't have fucking spilled it. Don't fuck around. (laughs) Yeah, but, like, I don't know. It's, you know, Russia. Whatever. That's all I can say. Gotta go there to experience it. See what it's about. But One day I'll fucking have to. One fucking thing they don't have in fucking Russia, I'll tell you that right now, is fucking legalized weed. Second country in the fucking world to do it, Canada. Yeah, but... Kind of fucking hilarious. No, we're kind of first, no, because uh, states only has a few states that are... Well, the first, the first country to fully legalize it, yeah. Man, watch there just be... There's going to be like a pot takeover. It's going to overtake oil. Like, it's, it'll be interesting to see how it really plays out. Like, because October, whatever it is, the date that it's going to be legalized... Like I don't know where they're gonna plan on selling it. Like I like in North Bay here. Like I don't know what they're gonna like. Are they gonna try to throw up a little hot, like a little building in that time? Like apparently in New Brunswick, they already have all of the. Uh, it's called uh, cannabis New Brunswick, so cannabis NB. They already have like all these buildings already built, ready to go. They're just waiting for it to be legal and they can start selling. They're already like. Man, in in Red Deer, they just have like uh, buildings that just have a sign on them, like the windows are blacked out or whatever. It just says future cannabis retail location. So they're just like reserving the spot for it kind of thing? Yeah, basically. And like same thing in Calgary. There's a town that I I saw when I was there. So I don't know. It should be, should be interesting. Like, uh, honestly, I'm just going to, I'm going to take a drive to Calgary, I think, just because there's more people there. And on the legalization date, I'm just going to drive downtown and take videos of lineups because it's going to be absolutely hilarious. Oh man, imagine like that yeah, that day that it's allowed. Like that'll be pretty crazy. But like it's funny too, like it's legal, but like every every province still has their own rules and like I was I was my buddy was talking to me about it. He went through he actually read the whole legislature of it. And so like I guess Alberta Alberta's got hilarious weed laws, man. So I'm looking at it right now. It says Alberta, age of legal consumption, eighteen plus, just like booze, where to buy, privately run retail stores and government operated online sales. So it's going to be the same like, there. It'll be like, you know, liquor stores are private too, but then you can get the, you know, I, I don't know if it says government operated online sales. Like, are they going to have like a Canadian weed fucking distributor? That's countrywide online. Like probably, I don't know if it's government run, I guess, but like, well, look at like, so grow your own. In Alberta, you can grow, you can grow up to four plants subject to restrictions from landlords. And then where you can smoke in Alberta, it's prohibiting cars and in areas of children and wherever tobacco is restricted. So basically, you can walk around in Alberta now and just huff on joints and stuff and blow it in people's faces. That's what they're saying. Um, uh, I was going to say uh, Shoppers Drug Mart's going to be like a retailer. Hey, they sign like a agreement or whatever with someone to be like a, a retailer. So you can buy it. Like you're going to be able to buy it at any shoppers. That's so That's crazy, man. It's funny because like, I don't know. And I understand how, like, when they said they're doing this, they're like, it's going to make it harder for kids to get and take money out of criminals' hands. Like, 
I definitely understand that, you know, it's definitely going to take a lot of money out of criminals' hands, but I don't think it, it realistically making it legal, it's not going to make it any harder for kids to get. No, it's going to be easier, man. It's just going to be like when you're 15 looking for a bootleg outside the liquor store. Like, yeah, like honestly, realistically, how hard is it to get booze when you were under? Honestly, it's just, I think it's just another taxable income for the government, though, obviously. Man, like, I don't know. And, and it's probably going to be pretty expensive. Like, it's not going to be like you're buying 10 bucks off your buddy down the hallway at residence and university. Like, it's probably going to be a lot more than that. Yeah, true. I don't know. It'll it'll definitely be interesting, though. Like, um, I don't know. I just, like, I can't wait to see, like, what a actually a country that's, like, fully legalized as, like, an industry, what it will do. Man, you wait. I think it'll, it'll it's definitely going to, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to just take in all that money from it. It's going to be a huge industry right off the hop. Like, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. And I bet you a lot of other countries will be taken, uh, following suit really quickly. But like one yeah. thing I wanted to add, like Ontario's laws. So Ontario, cause that's where I'm at. So yeah, but it's basically 19... already legal in Toronto. There's, you know, yeah. Like you walk around Toronto, like people are blowing smoke in your face. Like it's insane. It's not even a big deal there, but like, but it says here in Ontario, it says Ontario, where to smoke. You can only smoke on private property. Yeah, you have to smoke on private property. So, like, yeah, it's legal. But, like, what the- so you have to go home and, like, smoke in your basement? Like, uh, it's legal. Yeah, you can purchase it. But, you know, at the same time, like, you, it, you're making it easier to get in Ontario, but it's no different realistically than you're not supposed to smoke anywhere else in your basement. Yeah. I fucking don't know. Like, there's just... I think they should have just made, like, rules for everywhere, you know, like a, a norm. Like, not... Because, watch, there's going to be people going to different provinces and, you know, smoking how they smoke at home and they're going to be getting arrested. So, I don't know. They should have just made, like, one. Is it not weird know, that, just... like... I find it it's so strange to me that, like, across Canada there's different drinking ages and shit. Like, that doesn't even make sense. Yeah, it should just be 18. If you can vote, you can drink. Yeah, it's hilarious that it is 18 in Alberta, though. And, like, I guess it's Alberta, Quebec, and Manitoba, right? Alberta, Quebec, and Manitoba, that's it. You can drink it. But, like, I don't know, man. When, when I was in high school, like, you know, half the guys in your grade turned 18 in 12th grade. And then, man, it was so – like, I, I unfortunately didn't. But my buddies were humming off to the strip clubs and bars at lunchtime in 12th grade, skipping classes to go have beers, like – it was an d- actual disaster. So I see, like, why it might be a good idea to keep it off at 18 because you're still in high school. You're pretty young. But I'm not saying, like, if you can vote, you should be able to drink. Like, you know what I'm saying? But I'm just saying it was yeah. that, it was hilarious because here it's it's different, obviously, in Ontario. It's 19 where I am. But, you know, in high school, man, when you were 18, the guys were flying out of the place to go get drinks. It was hilarious. <laughs> It was actually, no, like, I'm not even joking, man. It was, it was, I was so jealous, man. And, th- and another thing, when you turned 18, you could uh, go to the office and then you don't need a parental guardian anymore because you're technically an adult. So guys would just go and uh, say that they were like, they were responsible for themselves, you know, like change all their forms so they don't need a parental guardian. So then, you know, when you used to skip class and you'd get the, uh, the, the voicemail would call home and it would say, 
William Aberhart High School is calling to announce the absence of so-and-so during this period. Like, it, I don't know if you had that, but that's what it was like for me in high school. If you skip class, they'd call your house and you know, leave an automated message. Is that what yours did? Yeah. Uh, I think so. But, so when you'd get those messages, you could change yourself to be the guardian once you're 18. And then some guys turn 18 pretty quick in grade 12. So guys are just, guys would just change it. They'd be missing class. And like, they have parent teacher interviews. They're going for themselves. Like it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I, I don't know. It's, uh, uh, what was I going to say? Anyways, moving on. What do we got next on the dock? I think we should talk about, uh, a little bit more about your, uh, brand there, you know, your clothing company. I, uh, I, know, I find it quite interesting just because especially the business sides of things, because like you're fucking doing all this while you work a 40 hour plus work week, still hitting the gym and stuff. So I don't know. I just find it's impressive to me that you're doing this little side hustle, not even a side hustle. Like it'd be pretty cool if that could turn into a, you know, like a full-time gig for you. But I just got a couple more from you just this morning, right before uh, we even started this podcast. And, pretty impressed with them i love them and anyways that's, just tell us more about how that works with so are you running all this are, everything you do i'm is this out of your own home your own. like what do you how yeah. does this work yeah so like i have like a little corner of the basement for like shelving and stuff and whenever i receive like a purchase online or like someone wants to buy it in person um I just grab like whatever they want, and, like the inventory on the websites, like automatically tracked. I just put in like whenever I get a shipment, and uh, yeah. So it's it's literally as simple as printing off the order, grabbing the box, throwing it in there, taping it up, and sending it off. Like it's not very hard. But uh, no, I'm. I think what I'm gonna do here is like I don't know. I want to move out like by between September and December. And what I'm going to do is just get a storage unit, I think, for because obviously I want to add more stuff to the lineup. Unless I get like a a, um, a basement suite, because I don't think I'm going to buy a house yet because I don't really want to be in Red Deer all that long. Um, just simply based off opportunity elsewhere. But um, yeah, like it's uh, it's not very hard. Like I think the hardest part is probably designing stuff and knowing what will sell and it's part of a learning process too if stuff doesn't sell right then you're like well well that didn't work maybe gotta try something else different here but i think for fall i'm gonna have two to four new hats um two to four toques and then a couple shirts and a hoodie and then hopefully by next um I don't know, like next spring I'll have a full lineup of golf shirts, a couple shirts, a couple hoodies, a, a, a waterproof jacket there, um, training shorts. I got the samples. They're actually like pretty unreal. So those will for sure come out next next summer. But uh, yeah, so hopefully just keep it going. Like I'm not taking any money from her, you know, I'm just kind of letting it build up and you know, be able to expand and do things that I want to do. So, um, yeah, like, I don't know, like what else you want to know? Well, I just, I think it's cool. Cause you're deaf. I don't know. I just, as a, I'm a business student and just kind of taking an interest in how you started it all yourself. Like, so you're literally like, I think it's impressive that you're literally not only doing 
all the shipping and whatnot yourself. You know, you set up these websites and stuff. You're also designing the actual clothes yourself, like the logos and everything, which is pretty cool. I have a design guy, actually. He's actually, like, really good. Like, I didn't, like, know, like, a lot before about that stuff. So, like, in the past, like, year, I've learned, like, a lot about this kind of stuff. But, so, um, yeah, like, I just, I don't know, like, uh, I didn't know a lot about graphic design and, like, Honestly, if you're if you're good with like, you know, Photoshop and Adobe Illustrator, and like you want to have like a solid side hustle, like that's like probably the the way to go. Honestly, because um, like these these people bank man. Like I I remember before I found like my graphic design guy, he charges me like. 20 bucks a logo which is like really cheap but he does it to like not only like help people out but like does it for like practice basically yeah um i call the place in town and i was like hey uh, i want this logo made and they were like yeah it'll be about 300 bucks and i would just like basically spit out my coffee and was like yeah right like not a chance in hell i'm paying 300 bucks uh, logo I, w- I couldn't believe that either when i started looking at the stuff that i was trying to make like how people can fucking think they can charge you that, but I don't know if you're trying to make a business out of something, you gotta you gotta make money off it. But three hundred fucking dollars, you can get bent and fucking shove your own head up your ass about paying you a fucking cent. But I, I I just think also like not even with that like, so you're obviously doing all your own books and stuff too, eh? Like keeping track of all this stuff. Like all yeah, well, like it's pretty like simple, right? Because like I don't have any overhead. Like it's basically just revenue and expenses, right? And it's, you're just doing it yourself, realistically. Like, you're not paying anyone else anything. No, but, like, I like one of my good buddies, his dad has an accounting firm here. So, like, when the time does come to actually, like, have to take care of stuff, like, I do have someone I can go to or, like, just give, you know, one of the 300 accounts we played hockey with on the team there. It's true, yeah. Like, that, honestly, like, that's the th- that's the stuff that scares me the most about business is, like, bookkeeping and crap like that that i feel like i don't have a clue about yeah i don't know i I always just thought it was cool you're actually doing this let alone while you have a fucking other job and all this other shit going on kids don't think we have the time of day and stuff this guy's humming around buzzing around red deer making moves (laughs) man it's like i think working for the city though is like pretty optimal for like running a side hustle because like you know your schedule right you're working monday to friday seven to three and then right after the gym at four or right after the work, I go to the gym, and then it gives me, like, a couple hours to, like, do stuff. But, yeah, I don't know. It hasn't been, like, crazy busy the last couple, I guess, like, the last week and a half, because, like, I'm getting so low on inventory, and, like, I'm going to a a CrossFit event in St. Albert today as a vendor, so, like, I really was hoping, like, I didn't sell this stuff because, like, like, I paid like 300 bucks to go to this event, right? And there'd be, you know, nothing worse than ha- not having at least $300 in like inventory to sell. So hoping, yeah. to, get, hoping to get rid of uh, um, some of the majority of stuff today because I got two new hats coming on the 6th, I think, of July. The new Renner will be out. So, you know, look for that. Yeah, you got to be getting one of those. 
Yeah, all uh, all proceeds go towards Canadian mental health as portion of all the other hats do too. So, yeah, it's nice nice you're doing that as well. Good friend of ours passed away a couple months ago. Makes a hat for him for mental health awareness. So, what we're basically saying is get your fucking fat fingers on the keyboard and fucking go to Unparalleled Brand, whatever the fuck it's called dot org, and order a fucking hat. Support a local company. Don't fucking give your money to these stupid big fucking chains, you dumb fucking losers. Fucking help oh, a guy out, you fucking idiots. All right, all right. Oh, like, it's uh, bullshit. You're just scaring away customers now. No, I'm scaring them in. Fuck. Well, I, I, you're talking about a side hustle. Fucking moving on to a hilarious adventure that I. You, you kind of ins- actually- you kind of inspired me a bit, Jarrett. No, uh, so this is actually I gotta tell it how it actually happened. Like this is literally how this happened. So I got a buddy. Or... I got a buddy from the states that we both played with. Fuck, we can say his name. Like, who cares? Glasser. We'll call him Glasser. Guy from Florida played hockey with him. He came up here to play, and he ended up uh, quitting the team, but he still goes to school up here. And uh, so he's my age. He's a '94, and he's up here same year of school as me, for, uh, going into his fourth year of business. And he needed to take a couple summer courses to to finish his degree on time. So he's up here for the summer. So he has a student visa, but not a working visa. And because he has a student visa, it's like really complicated to get a working visa as well. So it's a long process, long story short, couldn't get a job. And then he obviously wanted to make some money this summer. So we were kind of looking into some things and he was kind of mentioning that he wanted to get fucking hustling a bit, but we never really talked much about anything. And then this is literally... I actually recorded I recorded the podcast last week by myself, and I, right when I pulled up home, I pulled into my house, and anyone knows where I live, it's hilarious, as I always say. I pull in, and the boys been drinking the night before. They got beers all over the picnic table, didn't pick any of them up, got the hockey net out in the driveway, garage doors half open, like, I, and then, like, it just looked like hell. I roll up. This is the last thing I want to deal with. I'm instantly pissed. I go to open the garage door to, like, get in there and grab – recycling bin or something clean up the front yard so my neighbors don't slap me up the head and i open the door and i can't even get in the garage because for some reason there's a jeep wranglers roof and side doors in my fucking garage i can't even get in the fucking thing so who has a who has a jeep the only person i know is fucking glasser i was livid man i call i basically called him and i was like get your fucking roof out of my garage before i put it at the end of the curb and fucking say tell someone to take it like i was like not a fucking chance is this going in there. I can't even get the mower out. I was just going to lose my mind. So anyways, he, I'm basically bitching at him. He comes flying over to the house, rips open the door. He's bitching at me. I'm bitching back at him. He's calling me a drama queen, this and that. We're giving it to each other. And then all of a sudden, we kind of calm down. We're like, fuck, let's go throw the football. Like, let's fucking relax here. And we were waiting for my roommate to get home so I could take his dumb fuck's roof and throw it in the backyard. Because now I have to keep that. Apparently, my house is a storage unit as well. As well. And um, anyways, we start throwing the ball around. And then we start talking again about how Nathan can't get a fucking first name too. Fuck him. Nathan Glass's fucking name. Huh? Yeah. Um, he um saying how he can't get a job. And like he's looking around. And we kind of looked into the laws a bit. And if he worked less than 20 hours a week, he could get a job. But no one was going to hire him for a job like that. So we were thinking, like, what could we do? And we were like. I was like, man, like, what if, what if we started a business and then I could hire you and you'd have a job? So we were thinking of like a million stupid ideas. We were going across everything in the book. 
And as we were throwing the football around, we decided that the easiest business we could probably start and the easiest one to afford to fucking know in our pockets, we decided we were like, we're going to start a hot dog stand. We're going to be fucking meat vendors. We're going to be dishing, slinging dirty meat in North Bay, Ontario. Because I go, I, I work down by the water and all these places by the beaches, you never see them. You never see vendors. No one's occasionally maybe for events and whatnot. So I wanted to look into it a bit more and, we were basically going down there just to inquire at city hall about it. And we went down there and we, we learned a bit more about it, talking to people there at the business center. And it was literally, man, it was whatever it is to get your license is under a hundred dollars business license. And, and then to register for the year, it's a $150 flat rate and you don't have to pay to rent your spots out like you do in Toronto and stuff like that. So basically, it's first come, first serve at the designated spot. So you just got to show up with your cart and be ready to sell hot, dirty wieners. So we were like, this would be an amazing side hustle. Maybe we could start doing it bars after uh, they're you know, closed and stuff because there's nothing like that around here. And the bar I work at, there's no cabs around it, no food, no nothing because it's down by the water. People get stuck there for like two hours sometimes after the bar if cabs aren't coming quick. So we were like, if we just put a little dog stand there, got a little jukebox going, maybe a little disco ball. We could basically have our own party outside after and just sling meat for cheap. And then hopefully during the year, if we got it started, you know, we would fucking, you know, maybe try and get that going on campus and whatnot. But so we went and anyways, we went to city hall, started talking impulse decision. We just registered a business under the name Lake dogs. So I'm the sole proprietor of Lake dogs. <laughs> and we were really like, you know, we were hot and horny to get it started and, we went straight from city hall after we got this registration and whatnot. And we went to, um, old professor of ours, Timmy Hutch finance professor. He owns a, he owns an insurance company in town. So we went straight to his office, told his secretary, we need to see the big man. We're a couple of his former students and being North Bay, it's a little smaller spot. We got right in to see the CFO and sat down, had a little meeting with him, saw what he saw, what he could do with an insurance, like how, what he could get a quote for insurance and whatnot. Wouldn't have been that bad, but I don't know. We, we went for it, and we were going to do it, but we're kind of pulling the reins back a bit because it's going to be about like a $4,000 investment before we're even able to sell a hot dog. And, you know, sounds great. It would be, it'd be an easy way to make money, I think, but I don't know if I want to make – I don't want to spend that kind of money on something that's sort of an uncertainty at the moment. I kind of wish we were just doing it, but I, I, don't, I just don't have the money to, to, to dig into that right now. I got a little over ahead of myself, and I kind of know kind of regret it I, w- I wish we were going to do it we were like close to buying a cart last week we were actually setting up a meet to go meet a guy in barry and buy a cart off him and and start getting it started we looked into food distributors and whatnot and i don't know and it was just more cool to try something like that i guess but unfortunately i don't think it's going to happen this summer maybe if we get the, some money ready for the fall we'll try to get a winter post bar dog stand going in north bay but and well maple's stand there outside the bars well that's what i mean like there's you went to school here there's nothing like that the vol like the one bar here the voyager like yeah they get a little bit of a crowd out front they got a dog father guy who i think he must pay the boy to stand there there's no chance he doesn't man you know what would be hilarious um is how much business um you'd be stealing from the pizza place well, I just, yeah, well, because imagine when I come up the bar, like you go out in Toronto, the second I'm on the street, I'm sniffing for meat. I'm just sniffing out sausages. 
I can smell the sauerkraut from a mile away. I'm running. So I would, I, in my opinion, I'm 100% going to get street meat before I go get pizza, McDonald's, whatever. I don't know. You put your little self right outside the bar. Drunk people are going to throw money at you, in my opinion. And I don't, I don't know. Sounds too good to be true. It's kind of funny that not many more people are doing it. So that was kind of why I took a step back. I talked to my boss at work, who's a, a restaurateur. He's had multiple businesses in the food industry. And uh, he's a... How many have failed? What's that? How many have failed? Oh, probably several. But, you know, he's got a couple of good ones going right now. And he knows what he's no, talking I, about. He kind of... We were really excited to do it. And then I talked to him. And he, you, know, you have that voice of reason that kind of shots you down. And that was him. And he kind of made it clear that the reason there might not be so many vendors is because there's just it just doesn't work here, unfortunately. And the places that you can put the vendors... You know, they are populated with a lot of other food options. So I had to make a smart decision. I wanted to just take a risk and do it because I've never done anything like that on an impulse decision. But financially, I just couldn't crack it at the moment. And I'm kind of disappointed. What you got to do is just go buy some dogs, fire up, take the back of the Jeep off there and fucking cook some on the Coleman grill, get some money saved up. And then fucking, you know, go get that dog cart. Like, it's it's plain and simple, RBC. I think, I think when we were talking, me and him, about trying to put in, like, a two-week hustle program. <laughs> we're talking mowing lawns. I will, I don't know, I'll kiss babies. I'll, I'll wash windows. I'll do whatever I have to do to get money. And we'll pull it all together in two weeks' time, see what we got, pull the trigger, or, or do something else with it. We made a goal, me and him, that, in 12 months' time, we will have an, a legit business. Man, Nathan Glasses, fucking <laughs> fucking bulldogs. Like that's what I. Guys, that's all. I'm like, you know what? I might have to be the laborer here. Might have to. Like, like, like Nathan Glasses, people mowing his mansion's lawn in Florida. Like that's get real. Well, we're gonna put him to work up here in North Bay. He's fucking a long way from Florida, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Well, fuck. Just, you know. It, honestly, though, like, I will say one thing. In that one day of fucking around at City Hall trying to get my own business, I literally think I learned more in that one day than I did this whole year in school. Man, school just teaches you the basics, I think. Like, there's – well, you know, they do teach you the basics, but, like, half of, like, you know, just go out and get some experience. Like, even just, like, running around, like, asking people questions and shit like that like it's just like it's half the battle is just learning yourself right well half the battle too is your people skills that's everything i find like i it doesn't matter how smart you are if you can't talk to people you can't do you can't do business with people i find like there's one thing i've learned is you can tell right away if a guy's a good dude and people like working with them like the second you walk in the room you can feel that i find you can, I find first impressions like that stuff is everything. I think it's more important than reading textbooks. You got to go out there and actually try things. I think. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. So that's why I was impressed with you, Jared. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. You're terrible at this shit. Yeah, no one knows this anyways. Who fucking cares? No one's listening. Um, Only listens. Um, yeah, no, I just thought it was really cool. So you inspired us. Hopefully, we're going to get uh, some of our own going here. But Hey, I was going to ask you this. Should I start like a, a little scholarship fund for the Lakers, like two-fifths every year? Would it be a company name? Yes. 
yeah, they would really like that. Like that, they would, and then honestly, that just puts your like puts your company's name out there. Yeah, I mean, I think you should do that for sure. I uh, I don't know. Yeah, I was like thinking about the other day. I was like, yeah, that'd be kind of cool, but. You know, I'd I'd want to you know handpick the winner myself. You know, I don't think I'd pick you though because you're. Well, you're okay. fucking. You're, I'd be making a phone call. You're probably gonna have to when I'm rubbing bust opens together. Come spring. Well, it's the the thing is, you know, I I want to give it to you, but you know, I know where it's going right after the awards banquet. Treat to the fox and the fiddles, you know, bank account. They stole some money from me this Sunday. They got my wallet. They got you. Oh man, it's if oh, well when you got a the bars in the backyard of my house, like it's I could literally like it's it's quicker to go to the the fox and the fiddle than it is to go to my fridge if I'm in certain parts of the house. <laughs> so it gets a little dangerous. I actually don't go there near as much as you'd think for a guy that literally lives inside of a, an establishment like that. I don't know. I just just nothing beats a good house party, honestly. Well, no, I, I agree. And um, that's another business. We're going to be in the business of partying this year up at school. We're going to start getting keggers going theme nights. And there's going to be a $10 cover, I'm thinking. But we got to provide an experience worth $10 at the university post-secondary level. Man, what's – are they having a uh... – like, are they having any, like, bars on campus this year? Like, what's the deal there? No, man. And, like, that 151 club shut down. 151 shut down? Yeah, it's gone. Like, it's done. It's the building's there for sale. So, I don't know if someone's probably going to scoop it up, I imagine. Because it's already – it's a pretty nice setup for a bar in there. It's already developed. So, someone with the money to do it is going to try and take it over. But Hopefully, I just find I it's graduated. changed twice since I've gone to school here in three years. Yeah, I I couldn't tell you. I, man, that's a, t- that's really... a tough business to swing. The strict nightclub business. They have a main street spot. Not that it would be that expensive, but they're only open Thursday to Saturday. Like, I don't know how those companies, like, especially in, like, I don't think they get them. There's no way on those nights they're making enough money to make it worth it or make any sort of profit out of being there for, you know, a couple nights a week. Well, man, you have to, like, have like two bartenders to survive fact and then man you gotta pay and you gotta pay a lot of security there and i don't know it's it's a there's a lot that goes into stuff like that and it's hard to make money you're slinging cheap drinks you gotta sling a lot of them yeah i don't know like maybe they should have just switched to the costco vodka that would have been my recommendation but and they probably didn't like i don't know who knows what they're what they're doing or what they will do at that place. But uh, speaking of work, I have to work in 24 minutes and I haven't even showered yet. Oh, it's a good thing you live in a city with no traffic. No, exactly. The beauty of it. So I'm going to go here and take a 30 second shower, pipe my way off to work. I think we did a good job here today. Don't you, Barry? Yeah, I mean, next time we're not so rushed for time with your work schedule, we can definitely get a few more topics in. Yeah, no, I think we should do one. Uh, you know, we don't have to wait a whole week uh, to do this. We can basically pump them out whenever the fuck we want. And I really hope some more people listen. So if you're going to fucking listen to it, maybe give us a fucking retweet. Tell a friend. Um, if you enjoyed it. If you didn't, tell us to fuck ourselves. I don't know. Just uh, let us know you're listening. And uh, thank you if you do. I got to really get in the shower. So 
Barry, that's all I got to say here. I'm about to get off the line here. Thanks for doing this, and um, I'll be talking to you real soon. Yeah, sounds good. Have a good one, buddy. Thanks. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.